Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the prideful nature. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone, my name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today I want to talk about Easter and just why Easter is so important. See, the nature that you have, I want you to understand that you inherit this nature. And that should be a great relief. And that should be a great relief to most of you, actually, who are constantly browbeating yourself, giving yourself a hard time, being overly self-critical, dumping all over yourself, and feeling responsible for every little thing that you that you mess up. I want you to, to see that the nature that you have is inherited. Let's take a bunny rabbit, for example. When you see the bunny rabbit and you see how the bunny rabbit hops around and how the bunny rabbit likes to chew on carrots and things like that, well, you know, know that the bunny rabbit that you're looking at didn't figure all that out for himself or herself. He or she inherited it from the parents. And the same with a chipmunk or a squirrel or any creature. They inherit their nature. Now, admittedly, as they go through life, they have experiences that have some effect upon their behavior. The dog knows the sound of your car when it's coming down the street, so he knows you're going to be coming home. You see what I mean? But the basic nature is inherited. All right, well, the nature that you have is inherited. Now, what is the nature that you inherit? Well, it's a prideful one. You inherit pride and have an egotistical nature. That's what you inherit. Now, it's perfectly natural that you have it. And as a child, you just grow as a little ego. And you have teases and challenges and things, and it helps you to grow. But at a certain point, when you become an adult, then the cute little things that you were when you were a little kid, you know, where you would stomp your foot or get angry at your mom and run and slam the door and throw yourself on the bed, or where you were jealous of some other kid who had more than you or was prettier than you or handsomer than you or was more popular than you, and things like that. Well, maybe they were cute when you were a little kid, but they're no longer cute when you're an adult. And you tend to be selfish. You are selfish. All right. Now you see it. And of course, you try to hide it. And to some extent, as much as you can, you try to counter it. But nevertheless, you are. And then you inherit a lot of other things. And some of them, you are a bit troubling, aren't they? I mean, you you look at the body that you have and the nature that you have and, and so on. And it's, uh, well, a bit of modesty is called for, isn't it? All right. So what I want you to see now is that if you inherit pride and you inherit selfishness, then browbeating yourself is not going to do any good nor is trying to change yourself. A leopard can't change its spots. So trying to change yourself is not the answer. What is the answer? Well, the answer is you need a new nature. Now, I want you to see something else, and this, this now is very 
pertinent to the topic of Easter. Because of your inherited nature, you have had a tendency to become resentful toward people and hateful toward them at times. You've been selfish and you've uh, been impatient with your kids, for example, and with other people, and you've tended to judge other people. And you've tended to judge yourself. So now you look at those things about yourself that you don't like, and you end up judging yourself and resenting yourself and trying to change yourself and taking responsibility for everything upon your shoulders. Even the responsibility for your own nature, which I said, remember, is inherited. You take that responsibility upon yourself. And then what you try to do is you feel guilty for your errors, for your sins. Let's call them sins. You feel guilty for them. And then you try to resolve your own guilt. You try to take your own guilt away somehow by trying to be extra nice for people and doing more and by keeping blame upon yourself and so on. You feel like you can expiate for your own guilt. And so not only are you not able to change yourself and that makes you frustrated and angry and then you resent yourself even more, but the guilt for what you've done and then even and then the guilt for trying to save yourself. Now here's the important part. You can't save yourself. You are actually tr taking upon yourself what God does. God forgives. God saves. You can't save yourself. You can't forgive yourself. You can't forgive anyone. I want to tell you something very important. I heard this, and I've never forgotten it. This very wise man said two things. First of all, he said, he said, God said, judgment is mine. Judgment is mine. And so that's why it's wrong to judge other people, because you're playing God. So when other people do you wrong or they do something which you think is not so good, just see it, but don't judge them and don't resent them. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. Then the other thing, you can't forgive anyone. God forgives. Yeah, you can let go of your resentment. You can look at them with some compassion. You can let go your grudges. Just let them go. But you can't forgive others. God forgives. So now, you must not judge yourself, nor can you forgive yourself. So what do you do? Well, it's kind of like the old expression that you've heard, but it's a good one. It's let go and let God. Let go and let God. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Let go and let God, and He will save you. Now, how does this process happen? Now, this is the important part. See, so far you've been able to follow me. So far you understand, yeah, let go and let God. That sounds good, doesn't it? But how to do it? That's the thing, how to do it. Here's how you do it. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. God reveals things ahead of time. 
So God reveals things ahead of time, sometimes a long time ahead of time, and he does it over and over. Here's the, the secret. Do you understand how God, for example, long time before Christ was born, foretold that Christ would, would come and foretold that Christ would be the Redeemer of, of humankind and that the kingdom of heaven would come to earth and that the Messiah would die for our sins and would rise from the dead. He predicted all of those things. He told us about them a long time ago through his prophets. Well, now, what I want you to see is that let us suppose, for example, that all of a sudden you see yourself doing something wrong, like you're impatient with your child, for example. You see it. All right? You actually see it. And instead of making an excuse, instead of trying to justify it or rationalize it, instead of brushing it under the carpet, instead of rushing to try to be extra nice to your child to make up for it, instead you just see it. Maybe you never saw it before, but now you see it. You see your impatience, and you see that it's wrong. Well, do you know what? You are seeing it in God's inner light. His light is shining, and he's showing you your own impatience, and you see it. Now, it's like a revelation. He's revealing something to you, quietly, wordlessly, secretly in your heart. You see your own impatience. And then what? You respond to what you are shown. You respond to the light. You respond to the light. You know the light is not lying when the light shows you that you are being impatient. And you know the light is not lying when it shows you that you're wrong. Something else that you're being shown. You can't change yourself. So what do you do? You see you're wrong and regret what you see about yourself. Isn't that simple? You see your own wrong and you regret what you see. And now you know what? The responsibility for your sin is transferred to God. He takes responsibility for it upon himself. So the burden is gone. You feel relieved. And not only that, but he takes the guilt upon himself also. He takes the guilt upon himself and the sin upon himself. And there you are, standing there just looking at it, but the burden is lifted, and you feel a release. You actually feel forgiven, because God forgave you. Do you understand? And then you go about your life, and one day you wake up, and you notice that you've changed. You're no longer impatient with your child. It's like magic. It's because God has taken a responsibility for your sin upon himself and upon making it all, making things good and about changing you. And that's the mystery of God's wonderful forgiveness and his wonderful grace and what God did for us through his son, through Christ. We're talking today about Easter. And I said that we need to be saved and we need God to take responsibility for our salvation upon himself and for our guilt. See, egos, I'm going to say it again, 
Egos tend to take responsibility for everything. And you even, you try to save yourself. You try to deal with your own guilt. If you try to make up for your own guilt, you block his forgiveness. If you try to change yourself, if you try to be extra nice and go on a self-help program and try to act nicer and be nicer and do more and volunteer more, you block his changing you. You have to let him do it. And so, the first thing that he's going to do is reveal to you your own wrong. And he's going to show you precisely what the nature of your wrong is. Now, some of you think, well, my wrong is I, you know, stole a dollar and, and I uh, divorced my wife and things like that. Yeah, those were not good things to do. There's no question about it. But... Your real wrong. See, it's not so much the things that you've done. It's, your, it's that you try to save yourself. You try to forgive yourself. You try to take the burden of sin upon yourself, your own sin. And that's a big mistake. What you should be doing is letting God show you. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment, give us a call at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Or send Roland an email at roland at sheddingshackles.com. Thanks for listening. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Another word for the inner light is conscience or intuition. By the inner light, you see. See, animals don't have that. Animals don't, but humans do because we have a soul and we can receive light from our Creator. And the inner light from God shines upon things and you just see. You see what's true and what's not true. And when you see your own wrong, just see it. Don't try to do anything about it because you block God's redemption. You block everything. See, God does not violate your freedom. See, other people do. The devil does. Other people push themselves upon you. They pressure you. They're bossy. They're manipulative. See? But God doesn't. He, he very ever so gently, ever so gently makes you aware. And if you're willing to see, instead of, instead of denying, instead of justifying, instead of excusing, instead of, instead of ignoring, instead of doubting what you see, just see it and know that you are known and know that the light which is showing you the truth is not lying. And just see it. And then, well, what will you then experience? Well, it'll be a little bit embarrassing, quietly embarrassing, privately embarrassing, a little bit humbling. That's it. The soul is humbled. And maybe with it will come some sadness. You regret what you see about yourself. Maybe even a tear. You see that you were phony. That's it. See it. And don't try to do anything else. Don't try to do 
anything, just see it. That's the beginning. That's the God making known ahead of time. You see you're wrong, and now there you are, you're stuck with it. But you also see, then he shows you something else. He shows you that you can't change yourself. He shows you that you're helpless. Don't regret being helpless, because that's the truth. Just see it. Then, God has now taken the responsibility for your sin upon himself. He is responsible for changing you. If anybody's going to change you, it's going to be him. And he also takes responsibility for your guilt upon himself. Remember, we're talking about Easter and what Christ did. He takes those upon himself. And then you go about your life. And this beautiful moment, if it's real and it's not contrived, it's, it's real, it's quiet. It's, you know, in your heart, just like when you were a little child, when you yelled at your mommy, you got angry at your mommy for some reason, and you said, I hate you, and you read in your bedroom, and then you felt bad. That's your conscience. You must discover your conscience again. Jesus said, unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So become as a little child. Let your conscience rub your nose a little bit in what you did, and just see it, and then God will take it relieve you of the burden. Then you'll go about your life and all of a sudden you feel liberated. You feel freed from the burden. And of course, you will really sense the liberation when you let go of resentments against people, especially like your mom or your dad that you hated, that you resented. Okay, they maybe they didn't do you right, but you shouldn't have hated them, but you did. So just see it and then let it go. Let it go. And then you will experience God's forgiveness. And not only that, but you will receive a new nature from him. He will change you ever so gently, ever so quietly. You will begin to, to see that what once made you angry no longer does. What once made you resentful no longer did. The grudge you had against someone, you no longer have it. The learning block against something you had, you no longer have it. It's beautiful. It's a mystery. A new nature. God sent his son. And his son took the sins of those who love him and those who believe him. He took those upon himself. And not only that, but he obeyed the Father, and he was faithful to the end, and then they killed him. They tortured him, and they mocked him, and they killed him. And then he took his body back. He took his body back, and then he rose from the dead, and he went around and talked to many of his disciples. He showed himself to them, 
and he showed them more. He opened their eyes. Remember when he met some of them on the road somewhere? They weren't even sure that it was him. They weren't quite sure. It looked sort of like him, but they weren't sure. And then he, he had a meal with them. And then he showed them the scriptures and he opened their eyes as to how the scriptures were talking about him. And then he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. It's very beautiful. And this is something that God has done. So stop trying to save yourself. Let him do it. Now, I wonder just say again that the little meditation that I have may be of some help to you because most of you now are so lost in your thoughts, lost in your imagination, lost in worries. See, what is worry but also trying to impose your will upon things? But you're so lost in worries and daydreams and memories and so on and so forth. You're so lost there and in your emotions you have fallen away from a state of grace. You have fallen into a hypnotic trance where you are subject to everything. And so you must refine your, your center and put yourself in a frame of mind where you're more receptive to the light. See, the light is still there. It's always been there. But you're not receptive of it right now because you're lost in thoughts. You're not going to find the light, God's light, in thoughts. You're not going to find it in worries or schemes or in books or in studying or anything. You're only going to find it when you become still and wait for it. And you can't make it happen. Just learn to be still. God said, be still and know that I am God. Be still and wait for him. And he will answer. The meditation helps you to become still. Getting out of the squirrel cage of thought, out of the squirrel cage of emotion, standing back and just watching. And you are in a state of mind where you are more receptive to the light, where you notice the delicate gleam of the light as it shines upon things and you begin to see and to realize and to understand. It's beautiful. It's a mystery. It's for those who love him and those who are willing to admit they're wrong and those who are willing to let go of their grudges of other people. I have been talking today about the most beautiful thing, and I want to say that just as there is sunlight that reveals everything, see, God made light. In the beginning, he said, let there be light. Now, why light? Why is light so important? Because in the light, we see God's glorious creation. In order for us to see it and marvel at it and be in awe of it and love it and appreciate it, we must see it. And so he gives light so that we can see. In the same way, he gives spiritual light to human beings so that they can see. Now, I said that God reveals things ahead of time. He reveals things to his prophets, and he reveals things to you and to me, things that are pertinent to us. And what is pertinent to you? Well, what's pertinent to you is what's wrong in your life. 
Why is your wife angry at you? Why do your kids, why are they not close to you? Why do you have all these health issues? And why do you have conflict? And why do you have anxiety? And why don't you know the purpose for your existence? And why do you keep messing up? You want to say the right thing to your wife or to your children or to your husband, and you mess up. You want to do right by people, and you mess up. And even when you try really hard to do right for them, it backfires. You spoil your kids. When you should be kind, you're too harsh. And when you should be harsh, you're too kind, and so on and so forth. And you wonder why. Why? You yearn to know why. Well, if you do, then God begins to reveal to you why. That's the most important thing that can be revealed to you personally, is the why of the things that go wrong in your life. And so the very first thing in the beginning, God said, let there be light. The very first thing in the creation of the new person, the creation of the child of God, the redeemed person, the restored person, the person with purpose and with joy, and the child of God, the person who is in the process of being saved, and the person who is destined to know God and to enjoy him forever. The very first thing in this act of creation is light. And so I want you to understand that your light, we could also call it, see, when you become aware of the light, then what do you feel? Well, hopefully you feel what you once felt when you were a little child, when you were close to the light. You felt, you felt a little bit bad when you realized that you had done something wrong, when you'd become angry at your mommy or were mean to your brother. That's the light. That's your being responding to God's light. Now, God reveals. So the first thing he's going to reveal to you is your own wrong, so you can see it. And then having seen it, he takes care of it. Do you understand? He shows it to you, but at the same time, he also shows you that you're helpless. He also shows you that you can't change yourself. You see it all in a lightning flash. You see it, and you sigh a sigh of relief. And God now takes charge of your salvation. And from that point on, there's nothing you have to do except go about your business, and God will take care of sin in you and restore you and redeem you and change you. And it begins with this most simple little thing, this light within, that when you respond to it, you're responding to God's light. I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.